Hello, you're listening to your favorite podcast, Not Another Sports Podcast. And before we start our episode, we want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to all the fans who've been supporting us to this time. And if you're a new fan or just now listening, uh, make sure you subscribe and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Not Another Sports Podcast and at Twitter, N underscore A underscore S underscore Podcast. Now enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast, not another sports podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon. We have my co-hosts, Kevin and Jordan. Yeah, what's up? This is Kevin. Yes, indeed. This is Jordan. And we have our guest back, Penny. Yep, back again. It is playoff basketball time, so we need somebody to help us break down what is going on with the Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, with that being said, we're going to start off the week with, you know, if you've been here a while, you know what's going on. We're going to start off with something positive. Um, my positive thought for this week is just the podcast, having something to look forward to. I was um, having a conversation with a good friend of mine. Shout out Jeff Dinashinini. But, um, yeah, we was talking about how important it is to have hobbies because life can be stressful. Yeah, so. But that being said, what y'all got? Uh, my positive for the week is uh, my grandma had successful surgery. Um, her cancer is shrunk, so that's a positive news. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, my positive for starting a new semester, graduating December from nursing okay. school. So we got one more to go, then we finished. Yes, right. indeed. Um, my positive, I went to another Braves game. I saw my boy Roy hit another home run. Um, he's definitely on NAVP um, pace. We definitely just got to keep him healthy. That's the main thing. Um, hopefully, he can start back running, get some um, stole, some more stolen bases. Um, 50-50 is looking kind of out there, so we'll settle for 40-40. Um, but another one, um, my boy Udonis Haslam played. That was fun. <laughs> I got to see. It felt like I was back in 06 watching the Heat. It felt it felt good. Um, he, he was the goon that we needed. Had to get under Dwight Howard's skin. Um, and we got to win against Philadelphia. Um, that was fun. Um, I feel like that was it. I feel like I'm missing something, but that's all I got right now. Mm-hmm. With that being said, we're going to start this week off with the weekly recap. Um, the NFL schedule came out, got a number of significant games. Um, with that being said, we're going to go through it. I'm going to let you kick it off with your Ravens, Kevin. Yeah, sure. Um, we're going to be battle tested for sure this season. I believe we have the third hardest schedule and we kick off the season with the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, no threat to us. There we go. There we have. Our annual matchup, it seems now, with the Kansas City Chiefs in week two. And this is going to show a lot about our team because Lamar Jackson is currently 0-3 against the Chiefs. And Lamar Jackson is that next quarterback behind um, Patrick Mahomes for the throne. And you got to show that you can beat the man and beat the man. Then week three, we have the Detroit Lions. Week four, we have the Denver Broncos. Week five, we play Carson Wentz and the Indianapolis Colts. Um, interesting to see how they will be this year. Week six, we play the interesting Los Angeles Chargers. Then we play the Bengals in week seven. 
crazy we don't even get into our division games until week seven. And then week eight, we have a bye. Um, week nine, we play the Minnesota Vikings. Then week 10, we play the Miami Dolphins. You know how I feel about when the Ravens play the Dolphins. Um, week 11, we welcome Justin Fields to this Ravens defense and the Chicago Bears. Week 12, we finally play the Cleveland Browns. And week 13, we finally play the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, 14, again, the Browns. 15, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. 16, the Bengals again. Week 17, the Rams. And we end the season off with Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, we have a really, really tough schedule. And it's gonna, and it really hits us towards the end. And I think this is gonna make the team better because we're gonna be battle tested when it comes to the playoffs. We're gonna see all these teams know their ways. And I think it's the Super Bowl this year for us. Um, yeah, that sounds. Wait, I missed the very last part. Well, I heard y'all have a tough schedule. What would y'all? What did you predict it's... y'all's schedule to be? I mean, the record. Ah. I record. I'm gonna say we're gonna be 11 and five. Well, 12. We got an extra game. So what is it? It would be, that would be 12 a, and yeah, 12 and five. I can see y'all. I can see y'all losing to the Chiefs. I can see the uh, the Colts is a toss up. We'll see how they look. I'll get back to you on that one. Um, y'all gonna split with the Steelers. Y'all gonna split with the Browns. Y'all gonna split with the Browns. So I can see three right now. Maybe the Chargers might sneak in there. Who knows? We gotta see how um what's the call. We'll see how Tua looks and get back to you. So right now, worst case scenario, six losses. Best case scenario, three losses. Yeah. But I feel like the regular season is like I said, is just gonna be the test for us. Having this tough schedule usually brings out the better in teams going into the playoffs. You see yeah, that. I mean, but toughest schedule is subjective because they're going off last year's uh, what's it called win loss record. It doesn't go, it doesn't take into account the, the changes or anything. That's true, but these teams that I'm naming are going to be. Well, yeah, I mean, I told you Browns, about. I said Steelers, six. I said six at the worst. So I mean, that's not. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm just saying that's. I kind of throw that out of the water when I say, under the water when I say, um, toughest schedule. Just interesting. Now, how the offense might change. Um, let's see. We got next Patriots or Falcons? Patriots. Let's go. Penny, you're up. <clears throat> All right. So we got Miami, then the Jets, then New Orleans, Tampa, Houston, Dallas, the Jets again. The Chargers, Carolina, Cleveland, the Falcons, mm-hmm. Tennessee, Buffalo, the Colts, Buffalo again, Jacksonville, and then Miami. Um, I can see y'all splitting with Buffalo. Um, I can very see y'all losing to Tennessee, Tampa, and with a young quarterback, you never know. By that time in the season, Mac might be playing, so y'all might. I can see y'all losing us only because. Um, Young quarterbacks so it's hard on the NFL. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's a toss up game. You know how the Falcon defense is. We ain't gotta go into much um detail just yet about that. Well, yeah, I can see y'all losing the Tampa. Um y'all probably gonna split with Buffalo. Y'all could probably split with um uh, Miami. Um y'all probably gonna beat the Jets because they are the Jets. <laughs> yeah. 
So what do you see y'all record being? Oh, I just went through the list. Um, they can't get no worse than last year. That's all I have to say. Um, but I do see them winning Miami. I see winning the Jets. I see them winning against New Orleans. Depends mm-hmm. on Jameis. It depends right. on if Jameis is Tampa Jameis or playoff Jameis because he was <laughs> definitely pretty good in the playoff. Exactly. Um, Dallas is a 50-50. They may, they may be good, they may be not. Still defense got that much better. So. Yeah. Um, I'm not sold on Dallas yet. I got to see how they look. And I, well, I, I, they'll win against uh, Houston. Mm, that's well. That's if uh, Deshaun Watson's still there. We'll see how that turns out. The Chargers. Um, we won last year against the Chargers, actually. So that's that's a good little feat right there. Yeah. Carolina. They got what's his name again? Um, oh, that's. That's gonna be Sam the I mean Sam, Sam Darnold. Yeah. That's gonna be the potential Cam return, but I don't know. It's kind of late in the season. They should have probably put that, pushed that up to like a week two, week three type game. Yeah, that's like that's week nine. Yeah. Um, I love Cam. It depends on what which Cam we get. If we get pre-Rona Cam, we might he might make it. But if he gets post-Rona Cam, he definitely not gonna make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see what another. You're not wrong. Almost like. I think I think this Patriots team is going to be highly underrated this year. Right. Uh, they, a, lot, a lot of their defense opted out last year. They're getting a lot of their pieces back. They lost one of the um, McCordy ten, twins, but yeah, he went to Miami. Got, yeah, but I mean, they still have a solid defense, and they got a lot of their pieces back. Didn't they they get, tried to go out and add a lot of weapons for a camp. Yeah. Didn't they get the top two tight ends in free agency? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got Hunter Henry and uh, No, John Lou Smith. Matthew yeah. Judon plays defense. He, he came he from the Ravens. Ravens. Yeah. yeah. Right, 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 right. So, like, they they went out their way to make this team better. Bill Belichick wasn't playing this offseason. Yeah, and they spent the most money in cap. Cam Newton coming in with a full season under his belt, post the coat, all got rid of the COVID, you know, learning New England a lot more. Like, I think this team is going to win about 10 games. That'd mm-hmm. be Okay, you wanna go? I'll go. You go. I'll go. Okay. Uh, week one we open up with the Eagles. I think we can win that game. Um yeah. I don't know what um we really don't know what we have too much with Jalen and that new team. So I feel like they're still gonna be building. I feel like it, it'll be a good game because our defense is our defense. But um yeah. Uh, I think we're gonna lose to Tampa in week two, of course. Um I think we can beat the Giants because um, Saquon gonna be back, but last year we played pretty good against uh, stopping the run. Our problem was we couldn't cover nobody. Um, I think we can beat Washington, beat the Jets. Uh, we might probably we're probably gonna go on the road and lose to Miami because they added a lot of receivers. They probably can air it out against us. So yeah, we couldn't cover nobody last year. Um, uh, we probably can beat the Panthers. We're probably gonna split that series. We can probably split with the Saints this year. Um, like like I alluded to earlier, I'm not sold on the Cowboys, so I can count that as a dub. It depends on which Patriots team we get, whether or not we win the game. And it's at home. So with that being said, not another sports podcast will be in the building. Shout out to us. Um 
I think we can beat the Jags. Probably, eh, I think at this point in the season, we'll probably be coming around, but we can probably split with the Bucks. Like I said, split with the Panthers. Um, it depends on whether or not Trey Lance, what Trey Lance we get. Like, we don't really know what we got, but we saw he played good at the F- F- FBS level, but it depends on what the competition level is. So, um, I'm going to leave that one up in the air. I think we can beat the Gi- uh, the Lions, Bills. Now we're going to lose to the Bills. And like I said, split to the second. So I don't know what that record is, but... Um, a lot of losses. One, two, three. Hey, man. Four, five, six. Six. Then only six losses. I don't know, man. As much as I don't believe in the Cowboys, I still think they're better than y'all. The defense, we we have so many pieces on. Our, yeah, but y'all we're can't built block on nobody. airing the ball out. Yeah, but y'all can't block nobody. Y'all can't block nobody. So they actually have at least one pass rusher in Micah Parsons. Man, man. Actually, they, <laughs> they, they had a historic comeback. Hey, man. man. We still can't. We still put up a lot of points in that game. That's the point. You're not wrong. We can put up points, but y'all can't stop. But you can't stop nobody. We can. <laughs> we can. But it's gonna be a shootout, which means. It's anything up in the can happen. Exactly. I'm, I'm going to go more I'm going to go with a team with better offense. Cowboys. The Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> we have no. Our receiver for it now, if, especially if we do. Do y'all have Ezekiel? Man, y'all, y'all, y'all think that it's dependent on one, CD Lamb. Julio is not going to be there. Let's let's rip this bandaid off now. Julio is not going to be there. Where do you think he's going to go? No, he's not. He's definitely getting traded as soon as y'all as they can. Where do you think he's going to go? Um, I think he's going to go to either the Ravens or the Patriots. Yes, those are one the two teams that are getting the most traction, and two they're probably the only two teams that need a receiver. If we're being honest, come on now, Lamar Jackson with Julio Jones. This is oh, I want to see this. I mean, I look. I would actually like to see that more than the Patriots, but I mean, I don't know. It depends on who's giving up what. Really nasty. But um, yeah, I guess it's on me. Um, I don't really. I've been told multiple times that I'm not allowed to call myself a Saints fan because I only care about three games. <laughs> so, um, I believe they will split with the Falcons and they will uh, beat the Cowboys, depending on which Jameis we get, obviously. Um, so yeah, I can see a two and one, one and two type record. Um, I will be kind of interested in that um, in the the Bucks the first time they play the Bucks because you know Tom Brady got destroyed by them twice last year in the regular season, so he's definitely gonna have redemption on his mind. Um, Is he on the team? Oh boy, see, say, I'm sorry. I knew it was something positive. Shout out to my boy J. Cole, man. He definitely <laughs> dropped a fire album. I know it's out of order, but shout out to J. Cole. That that was a great album. But yes, um, I think that Tom Brady gonna have redemption on his mind when he come back to Tampa. I mean to New Orleans. That's week eight. So yeah, that'll be interesting. I wanna see that Seahawks game. Um, obviously my boy Russ. I like I watch anytime he uh, plays and it's on uh Monday night, so that'll be good. Um, the Eagles, they're gonna uh, the Saints defense got something to say about Jalen. They came in there, 
he came in there and embarrassed them last year, so they probably gonna have redemption on their mind. Um, the Bills, because I like the Bills. Um, oh yeah, other than that, that's pretty cool. Um, I just the only thing I didn't like this week was the fact that everybody was overhyping the schedule release. Like they're trying to all these false narratives. Oh, Tom Brady got the weakest schedule. All this other stuff. Like, bro, we knew who they were gonna play at the end of the season. Like. I, I know this. I, I remember the day my brother brought me the book from the library. Like, they have a schedule each year. Like, it's on a rotating schedule who you play. The only thing we didn't know was who was going to be the 17th game. And they, they figured that out. Um, and everybody's saying that they're probably going to move to 18. No, it's more likely that they'll move to 19 so that the schedule can be um, more aligned even more. So, um, yeah, I feel like other than that, I didn't really have a problem with um like i just don't understand why everybody was overhyping the schedule release like we knew who they were gonna play like it's no big surprises it's just like when they played them and that really doesn't make that much difference other than betting all right with that being said we're gonna move on to the basketball playing winners i think the way it works is seven plays eight or seven plays yeah. ten seven plays eight, eight. Nine, nine plays ten. Okay. If seven wins, seven is the. I mean, whoever wins the seven eight game is the seven seed. Whoever loses plays whoever wins the nine and ten game. Yeah, man. And then whoever wins that, that game is the eight seed. That being said, I got Boston <laughs> winning the seven seed. <laughs> um, I think. Mm, yeah, I think Washington can be the other. Um, the eight seed because I feel like in, in in one game Washington can beat any of these other three teams Indiana and Indiana and Charlotte so yeah, I'm gonna go with Indiana with Boston and Washington and in the West um, it really depends on whether who who turns out to be the seven seed at the beginning of the playing because right now the Portland is half a game up on the Lakers so yeah and they I, still got to play the Nuggets right so I got the Lakers. Um, getting the six seed so um i still think you had wait you had the lakers getting, getting the six seed okay yeah. Yeah. so that would make portland the seven seed so they would have to play golden state yeah golden state's the seven seed memphis and san antonio it's kind of a toss up in the air i much rather see um john Morant them in because he's one of my favorite players now so golden state so the way i have it is uh, the lakers at six golden state at seven and memphis at um eight um, I'm gonna start off in the East. I have, <clears throat> I have uh, the Wizards get in the uh, A spot, and I have. Now this is hard because the way Boston has been playing lately, they have been looking old. Even though they're a young team, K. Per- uh, Kendrick Perkins said it earlier because I was thinking to myself, I was like, they look young, but they don't play like how everybody else play. It kind of looks off. And Kendrick Perkins just kind of put a name to it and said it, they play old. And it's like, you have Jason Tatum, but Jalen Brown is down now. So it's been a toss-up, but I'm going to go with the Charlotte Hornets getting the playoff spot because I just don't think the Celtics have enough this year. So I think I'm going to have uh, Russell Westbrook and Lamelo Ball, the rookie of the year, playing, locking up that 7-8 and eight seed. And in the West... Um, I agree with Brandon. I do believe the Lakers going to get that six seed. Um, partly due to Portland falling off a little bit. They had a controversial loss the other day. 
then they're gonna lose to the Nuggets, I believe. And the Lakers probably gonna win their last couple of games and take that sixth spot. And I believe Steph Curry, my favorite player, um, is just gonna wreak havoc on Damian Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers. And I love Dame. Dame is right after Steph, but Steph is on a road right now. And I don't think um, Portland have enough to just stop him. And I'm gonna go with John Morant beating the San Antonio Spurs to lock up that uh, eight seed. Uh, the Spurs has actually been a good team this year, but I think Ja is gonna redeem himself from last year's slippage and get in there. So you got the Grizzlies beating San Antonio and Portland? Oh, because that means Portland have, because Portland is the seventh seed, so they will have to lose two games. Yeah. So that means we will end up with Portland and Golden State. Mm-hmm. Yes, Portland and Golden State. I'm sorry, Chop. Penny? I got, obviously, I got Boston in the seventh <laughs> seed. I mean, I, I got to ride with the team. And then for the eighth seed, I'm between Charlotte and Washington. Charlotte, because Melo came back, so he has a little boost to, to the team. And then Russ is doing his thing with Beal, so I feel like that's a little toss-up between those two. But if I had to choose, I would pick. I think I'll pick Charlotte for the last, the last spot. And then for the West, right now the Lakers are in the playing spot. But I feel they're gonna make it either way, if they make the sixth seed or not. But they'll be in there. And then for the last spot, it's between I'll say Golden State and Memphis also. And I'll take Golden State because Steph is doing his thing. He's he don't, they're just they ain't got nothing to lose, so they're just gonna play like and they got nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. Play with house money. Mm-hmm. You really believe in your Celtics right now? I do. I'm gonna ride it till the wheels fall off. <laughs> they they look atrocious as late as a late. I, I'm not even gonna deny it. They are looking terrible, but I'm just gonna ride it till the wheels fall off. They need to change them jerseys too. Them Boston Celtic jerseys where they had that both on the jersey does. The white? Yeah, like Yeah. What they think this they look they look like a nineteen seventies team. <laughs> <laughs> like, everything about them is just so old and dry. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm <clears throat> I'm gonna have to go with um I'ma have the Hornets winning that uh seven seed. Um I don't think Boston is motivated right now. It's and they lost Jalen Brown. Um, bro was hooping, um, really just trying his best to hold them up. Better than Jason, actually. Hey man, you said it, not me. I don't disagree though. <laughs> um, I will. I will have the Wizards getting that AC. I think um, Russell Westbrook is playing really well right now. Um, so yeah, I got them uh, grabbing that eight seed in the West. I think that somehow, some way, the Portland Trailblazers are gonna find a way to win that game. I just feel like the um, Nuggets really don't have much to play for on Sunday. They're not really chasing after that. Uh, what's it called? They're not chasing after the um, the last seed anymore. I think that they can't catch the third. They yeah. are in third. Oh. Well, yeah, they I mean, even if they lose, the Clippers not... They said it at third spot. Right. So, I mean, I feel like 
yeah, they'll play hard, but they're not like fighting for anything. I feel like Portland is actually fighting for something. Mm-hmm. I got the Lakers grabbing the seventh seed. Um, and I got the Warriors grabbing the eighth seed. So <clears throat> I've already been told that it doesn't matter if uh, Ja doesn't get in the ninth seed. I mean, if he doesn't get in, because this counts as a playoff. So he made his first playoff. That's all I'm glad. No, 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 no. Don't try to go back now. Because I definitely asked you two months ago, would it count? And you said yes, because you was banking on the Lakers to make it into the playing. So no, don't do it. Nope. I asked you two months ago, don't don't try to renege now. Nope. Nope. Don't try to renege now. I agree. Get get Jai out of Memphis. But then that bar wouldn't hit the same. Because it's just... All I'm saying is every time J. Cole mentions somebody on the uh, track, they always change teams. He said something about Dennis Smith uh, Jr. and he got kicked out of Dallas. Um, <laughs> dang. But yeah, that, that bar was hard. He He's on his Grizzly. But yeah. Grizzlies ain't going far. They not. But that's okay. I mean, they might sneak up if, 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 the, if Portland get in there. That's all I'm going to say. If Portland get in there, they might get in. But as of right now, I don't see that happening. So yeah, I got I got the Portland at six, Lakers at seven, uh Warriors at eight. Alright, we're gonna move on to the regular playoffs. With that being said, uh, we're gonna start in the East. At the beginning of play today, we got Philadelphia, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Atlanta, Miami, and New York. Um those other we obviously talked about the playing teams already. I'm not gonna mention that again. Um, with that being said, I'm gonna get um, I'm gonna have Brooklyn and Miami in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, I feel like Miami, one, they know what it takes to win a championship, championship pedigree, and all that. Um, and two, I feel like they play tough basketball, physical. That's what they call it. Yeah, kind of hard to be physical in today. It's our culture. Hey, and in today's NBA, but they're still one of the more physical teams. But I'm still going with Brooklyn to um, make it to the finals. And then I got Phoenix in LA. But at the start of the play today, we got Utah, Phoenix, the Clippers, Denver, and Dallas. Um, so yeah, I got the um, Phoenix and the Lakers making it to the Western Conference. They in the same bracket though. Oh well. And Phoenix. No, he had he had the Lakers at the six. They would be on the other side. Yeah. Wait, is Phoenix? No, Phoenix, you have Phoenix. Phoenix you have Phoenix as the two, two seed or the one seed. So yeah, they would be in the same bracket. Right. Well, they're gonna knock each other out. And that being said, I was gonna pick the Lakers anyway. So, so. <laughs> so we yeah. have the Western Conference. You have the other team. Um, the Clippers are probably the only team that can match up with them. So. So you have you had the Clippers as the three seed. Or something. I did. They're the four seed, though. I see them being the four seed. It doesn't really matter. No. Yeah, they would still be on the other bracket. Okay, you're right. Go ahead. Clippers, Lakers. That's that's your Western Conference. Yeah, you have the Lakers in the finals. Right. Brooklyn and the Lakers in the finals. Mm-hmm. I'm done. You're not going to give a prediction? <laughs> no, we just go. Well, no, uh, we are doing predictions. <laughs> hey, man. How are we going to pick the finals and not do predictions? That defeats the whole purpose. Well, um... I think Brooklyn got too much for the Lakers, but I don't think they can match up with all that talent. I mean, LeBron is still LeBron, but who? I mean, 
Anthony Davis would have to guard KD. So who gonna um, who gonna guard Kyrie? Who gonna guard Harden? I'm just We've saying. Seen Kyrie. I mean, I'm just I'm saying. We've seen Harden in the playoffs. I understand where you were finna go with this, but yes, we've also seen Harden go off in the playoffs against the Warriors that were fully healthy. Exactly. I think you can. There's too much talent on that team, bro. And they got a bench. We don't have a bench. Just three players. We don't have a bench. They this have. Man, this is the same dude that has yet to watch the Nets game. So don't don't keep going I back and forth them with them. Why are you gonna watch the Nets game? I Jimmy Butler can rough up James Harden um, and stick with him and then go get buckets on the other end. 
they don't have a lot of pieces that can catch up with our supporting cast anyway. So, and once you get out of, and if you want to do comparisons with other players on the team, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Jeff Green, or Joe Harris. I'm thinking Joe Harris over Duncan Robinson. Hell yeah. But um, I have us in the finals again. And then in the West, I have the Lakers and the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. And I had the Lakers beating the Clippers in uh, six games. Um, LeBron is probably going to find his foot in by then. AD going to be in his foot in right in. And I also believe that the Lakers have a bench. I believe you could go to Wesley Matthews, uh, uh, Alex Caruso, or Ben McLemore, or Marcus All, who's been playing extremely well as of late because he's been motivated by the Andre Drummond signing. And Andre Drummond actually has been playing a few games recently in a row and has been being dominant. He had a 2011 game the other night. So I believe in the Lakers bench way more than the Nets bench anyway. And I think we're looking at another year of the, the Lakers and the Heat in the finals. But unfortunately, I'm going to have to go with LeBron winning again. But this time it's sad. Penny? I'm just going to go straight to the finals. I'm just going to I'm gonna go with Miami and the Lakers also. Why? Um, when you look at the East, well, I don't have too much faith in Giannis. It's just he does his thing, goes through everybody, and then when the playoffs hit, everybody builds a wall, then they just slow him down. And then you got Philly. And B, he'll do his thing, but then you got Ben Simmons who still can't shoot. Like, him and Giannis are the same person, essentially. And then Brooklyn, I was Kevin had a good point about chemistry. Like they all good, but when it comes down, when it's a close game, ten seconds left, who's gonna take the last shot out of the three? That's what I'm thinking about. And then the West Side, Utah. Eh, that's all I gotta say. And then Phoenix. This is like their first time in the playoffs since what? Well, a long time. Let's just say that. Mhm. Then you got Denver. All the Nikola Jokic. Uh, we'll see what he does. And then Portland is the same. They do. They do well in the regular season. Put up fights in the postseason and then get knocked out. The Clippers, same thing. Put up a fight. Maybe lose. Ugly for some odd reason. And then you just got the two left: Miami and the Lakers. And out of those two, I hope Miami wins just to make it interesting to me. My heart says Miami, but my head says the Lakers don't win. That's all I. That's it. Um, she know what she's talking about. <laughs> yeah. We don't just get anybody, don't we? But we got um, we got in the East. Um, I got Miami beating the Hawks. Uh, I don't know about that uh, Milwaukee-New York series. I know that New York doesn't have great offense, but they do have really good defense, and they can score at times. They have the guy in Julius Randle. Um, I'm going to pick... I'm going to pick the Bucks in seven. But I don't know. I don't know, bro. I, I don't want to hear the Knicks mouth. <laughs> I don't want to hear the Knicks. I don't want to hear their mouth. They, they already going off right now because they're no cap. They those mediocre. Um, what's it called? Expectation. 
but yeah, I got the I got the Bucks beating the Knicks in seven. Um, we gonna we gonna uh, beat Houston. I mean, the Nets gonna beat Charlotte. Um, and I don't know that Washington Philly series that's gonna go seven. I don't know who's gonna win, but that's gonna go seven. Um, in the second round, I got. <clears throat> Um, Miami beating whoever wins that one-eight matchup. I got uh, Brooklyn beating my uh, Milwaukee, and then I don't know. Right now, I got Brooklyn, but we're gonna readjust when, whenever that time comes. Because Miami is looking, we looking good right now. But, um, we definitely hit the stride. If you would have asked me about a couple of weeks ago, I definitely would not have picked us because we definitely were struggling when Jimmy came back. Um, Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson weren't the same last year, but they looking good now. Um, we're going to see how long that can last. Um, but I got the Nets moving on. I like I like what I've seen in those games. Um, the world is going to find out who Nicholas Claxton is. Just wait. We gonna, <laughs> this man, Joe Harris, actually plays defense. Um, we got um, guys hitting big-time buckets. Not going to lie, though. If LaMarcus Aldridge was still there, I definitely would feel a lot more confident. But, I, yeah, I think that Brooklyn just has a little bit too much. I feel like their bench is better than Miami's bench right now. Um, in a couple of years, we'll see what our bench can do. But not. I don't see not right now. Um, in the West, uh, Utah going to lock up that one seed. So they would, what did I have that eight? Golden State. I think they're going to beat Golden State. Um, Phoenix is going to lose to the Lakers. Uh, Denver will lose to, I mean, Denver will beat Portland. And the Clippers will beat Dallas. Um, sorry, Luca. But um, in the second round, I got Denver beating the Lakers. I got the Clippers beating uh, Utah. You said Denver beating the Lakers? I did. Correct. Without Jamal Murray. Correct. Without all those guys. Sweet. Yes. Correct. That's okay. what I, You do know every time. Hey, man. I said what I said, dude. I said what I said. I'm just saying, I let you go. Let me go. I, I got it. I'm just saying. I, I understand. <laughs> I've said what I said. I yeah, and I don't think that Anthony Davis is going to be playing. Like I've said the whole season, I've told you multiple times, I don't think he will be playing the last game of the season. So, yeah, like I said, I've got Denver beating um, the Lakers. And I got, um, I don't know right now. Right now, I got Denver beating the Clippers. But, again, we'll we'll see. We'll see what Paul George looks like in the playoffs. We'll see what their new team looks like. Um, they might be able to get it done. As of right now, I'm not picking them, though. Uh, I definitely saw what they look like come playoff time. So, yeah. I got Denver and uh, Brooklyn in the finals. And I got Brooklyn winning. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that being said, we're going to move on and talk about something that's um pretty cool, I guess you're saying. <laughs> uh, Russ became the all-time leader in triple-double. Um, I don't see it in my lifetime being ever um, passed. We were kind of talking about it off off air. Um, I, I think by the time we're getting down, we were saying between like 220 and 250. Um, Luca is off to a great start, but um, that's a lot of triple-doubles, bro. One, like Kevin said, once he averaged, averages a triple-double for a season, then we'll have that discussion, but 
Right now, this I said all that to say that's a great feat. How y'all feel about what Russ did? Um, I go first. I I like it. I think it's one that, like you said, it's probably I don't know. Right now, I can see it happening because people we yeah we see Russ now, but let's not forget he only had six triple doubles in his first eight years, um, and then he started going off. Luca has thirty five, and he's only in his third year. So I'm not saying that he's gonna take off like Russ did. But even if he keeps that same pace, depending on how long Russ plays. Now, Kevin said five, six years. I don't see that. I can see like four maybe. Um, but I don't know. I, if he does get there and just keeps at this pace, yeah, it might be out there. I can see him catching 200. As weird as it sounds, like if he plays long enough, yeah, I can see him catching 200. Now, if he pushes it out to 250, 300, then, then you might have some. But I don't know. Um, Oddly enough, talking about the Mavs, Russ's first triple-double was against the Mavs. That's funny. Um, and then he averaged a triple-double for the first season in 2016 uh, when KD left. Um, and, I mean, it's it was just crazy seeing how much he did. Like, he broke, he got 100 against the Hawks in Atlanta, and then he got his... Uh, record-breaking triple-double against the Hawks in Atlanta. So that's that's cool. Um, <laughs> and he has the most in the, like, consecutive in a row. He has 11 in 2019. Um, that's crazy. Like, and it's not... The thing is, like, a lot of Russ's triple-doubles aren't, like, the 10-10-10 Jason Kidd uh, triple-double. Those are, like, he has multiple 20-20-20 triple-doubles. Well, I don't know if he has multiple. I know he has that one multiple. I mean, he has that one, like, three, four of them. 2020. He did the one for Nipsey, then he got like two this year. Okay. Well, yeah, I do remember when he got the one for Nipsey, but I I didn't know he had. Uh, but yeah, like it's not like he's just barely getting assists and rebounds. Like he's he's going out and getting them, and he did have like the most in his career against one team is against the Pacers. So that's pretty cool. It's not like he was playing against the Pacers all the time. He was in the West. Seemed like. That was pretty crazy. Um, and I did like the fact that um, he's, <clears throat> it's not like he's, um, he's living, he's listening to everybody else where, oh, if you don't get these, you're getting all these triple doubles, but you're not getting no rings. Like he's out there actively um, getting, like he's, he's just getting them and then still living with the results. Like, in that game, he missed the game when it shot, but he was still celebrating the fact that he got the record. Like, he doesn't. It's not. It's not that he doesn't care, but it's not the thing that keeps him up at night. And I like that about him. Russ, Russ just love the game, and I feel like for any player, you know, winning is the main objective and stuff like that. And losing shouldn't be an option in your mind, but it happens. It's reality. You lose, and you gotta live with that. If you went out there and played your hardest and gave everything. You live with it. And that's what Russell Westbrook do. Go out there, give his all. And if he lose, he lose. But you know he went out there and he didn't cheat anybody. and He didn't cheat the game. So you got to relish in your accomplishments when you know you're doing that. And I don't think no one's going to be able to catch it. Luka starting off hot. But at once upon a time, like I was saying, LeBron was, um, was the one who was supposed to ch- chase Oscar Robinson and beat it. But like Jordan said, back in the day, it wasn't a popular thing. 
now it's popular. People want triple doubles. People like that type of stuff. People are trying to persuade, pursue that. Um, as long as Russell Westbrook is playing, I don't think Luca's gonna catch him. If Russell Westbrook retired right now, Luca's gonna catch him. But I do think he got about five, six more years in him, um, playing at a high level. Hopefully his jump shot improves as he gets older because that's what's gonna keep him in the game longer when he can't go out there and dominate the game like he's doing right now. And I even believe at age 35, Russell Westbrook will start getting Jason Kidd type triple double. It won't be as explosive as he. I mean, I give you that. I'm saying if he, I told you if he plays five, six more years, he push it out to 200, 250, 300, shoot, 350. No, I don't see him catching that, bro. I, I I don't see him catching. I don't see him getting the 300. I don't see him getting the 250. I don't see Luke getting because because the thing about Russ is Russ go out there and gets these things every single night. He has a triple-double against every single team. You're not wrong. I'm saying if he keeps this pace that he's on mm-hmm. 35 in the first three years, if he can keep that pace, I feel like he can get it done. It's not, like, it's not like he has to go and get him every, excuse me, every night because he already has the head start. It, Russ only had six in his first eight years. Yeah. It's not like he was just gradually building up to it and then started exploding he just caught that explosion as soon as kd left it's not like it was oh he was already halfway there and then kd left and then he just caught the rest of them no he just blew up now if luca starts getting them at a higher clip than he gets yeah i definitely can see it i'm saying He's right now, at the pace he's on, yeah, I can see it. I think now is. I did also have John Morant in this list, but now nah, I don't. They only because they play the same game, and like you said, he could get the Jason Kidd triple double. You're not gonna get those 2020 20 guys, but he could get some some 30, 12, 15 type. It could definitely slow down for Luka though, because LeBron got 99 right now. He's number four all time. It definitely could slow down. Slow down for him a lot. But like, like we said, it it wasn't as fashionable to go out there and get triple doubles. Like the triple doubles have increased every year. Like I think they said 700 percent since um, 2014. I think that was, I think that was the year. I can't remember the exact stat. I remember it, it started popping, popping like 2014. That's when people really started getting right. That, but 2016, when Russell averaged it, right. That's when all the talk was going. Because that's when LeBron was on the barbershop saying, "If I wanted to, I could average a triple double." Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I honestly do feel like the way the game is played. Yes, I could see Luca. I could see him. Um, what's it called? Catching the pace. I no, I don't ever see him. Uh, Average in one four season. I I just don't see that happening again. Penny, I think it's a great feat because triple doubles they requires effort. Like you gotta wanna get rebounds. You want you gotta wanna give out assists. Like make shots easier for your teammates. So I think it's a great feat. Also, I think it leads into the narrative where people don't like him saying, oh, he's a stat stuffer or he doesn't care about no one but himself. But if you want to get a triple-double, it requires effort. So I think it's a great feat. And if he, he doesn't get injured too much, he has, what, made one or two major injuries in his career. So that longevity is on his side where he can't add it on. To what are, you talking, 
are you saying who doesn't have a lot of injuries? Russ, I think he has like maybe one or two major ones. Patrick Beverly. Yeah. yeah, that was the only one I can think of. No, he, yeah, that was that. There was that time when he hadn't missed a game since high school, and then he missed like a couple of seasons, and then. Yeah, other than the bubble stuff, he wasn't really missing anything. He missed a few games at the beginning of the season. I can't remember if that was wrong or not. Yeah, so longevity's on his side for him to keep doing it. That's if he wants to do it, but I feel like he would. His motto, why not? Right. right. <laughs> um, before we finish with Russ, is I do have a couple other stats. It's the um this is the fourth season he's recorded at least 700 rebounds and 700 assists in the same season. Um, uh, over his career, only he and LeBron are ranking the top 10 in points, rebounds, and assists. Um, and this is the sixth time in his career that he will be the league leader in, the, in, in triple doubles. That is pretty great. Yeah, that's he wants. He wants it. He he loves the game. No matter what comes out his mouth, you can tell he loves the game. Yes. Um. Also, that time when he almost got the triple double against OKC, his first game, like when they played OKC for the first time in Houston, he was one. I want to say a rebounder short of the triple double. That would have been. He would have been the first player to have one against all 30 teams, but LeBron did that. And But he is the first player to have multiple triple-doubles against every team. Yo, if you're liking what you're hearing on Not Another Sports Podcast, make sure you follow us on all social media, Not Another Sports Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And on Twitter is N underscore A underscore S underscore podcast. Thank you for listening and thank you for your support. Make sure you continue to stay up tuned and update with everything Not Another Sports Podcast. Now back to our show. segment we got up is what we call genius or bs um the first topic is the georgia nail law i'm gonna read a paragraph from um forbes.com it says the bill calls for athletes to earn money off their name image and likeness but 75 percent of that money and put 75 percent of that money into a pool and have it redistributed to other athletics throughout the uh throughout the school um, Georgia, Georgia Tech, and Georgia State all opted out of this, and the the uh, the story basically was saying that um, that other schools are going to use that as a recruiting tool against them. But I still I still think that's stupid. Like, so a star player he making all this money off of the likeness, and he got to put seventy five percent of it back into a pool. That's stupid. But that's how they um, that's how they get you. Yeah, you can make name off your likeness, but we're not going to give you all the details. Yeah, cool. Whatever. But I think that's BS because, I mean, that's Georgia being Georgia. Y'all know who Georgia's um, governor is. He ain't slick. Hopefully, with that being said, y'all go out and vote in 2022. We're getting Brian Kemp up out of office. How y'all feel about um, the Georgia nail laws? Yeah. Senators, we got them in. Now we got to get the governor. 
No cap. No, I'm sick of him. They definitely not getting it. But that's that being said, we did go out and vote. We definitely did our best to get Stacey Abrams in. He yeah. controlled the election. So. Exactly. We're not, we're not gonna be able to control the next. Okay, but that's a different conversation for a different day. Um, for this law, I think it's BS. Um, it doesn't make sense to me why you would take my money and give it to somebody else who didn't earn it. Okay. Um, but one thing I did like about it is it exposed the fact that they like socialism. They just like it on their terms. Mm. Um, because this is socialism, is it not? Like That's you're giving it, you're taking the money from somebody who has a lot of it and redistributing it so that everybody can have a piece of it. So I don't, I don't get it, Georgia. Why don't, why don't we have free health here? I don't get it, America. Why are we, why are we dragging our feet on all of this? But you know, um. I just don't get it. Read that. Yeah, this this article from Forbes says Republican legislator and conservatives typically hammer any and all proposals on the sharing of wealth labeling it socialism. So you can do that for anything else, but you want to share my wealth when I go out on the not even starting on in college, but I've done my whole life to even get this scholarship to get people to want to know my name. Mm. Like so I did all of that and now I had to share it with somebody who I mean don't get me wrong kickers are important but they don't put in the same work I trust me I know kickers in high school they didn't put in the same work um there are people like again no disrespect but like baseball players don't even get scholarships like what what for what why do they get my money I'm I've gone out and done this like no, you're not taking my money and giving it to somebody else unless you want to practice what you preach in the other sector. Go ahead and give everybody else this free health care and then we'll talk about it. But no, you you start, show me how it works and then I'll come behind you and say, well, maybe. But no, until then, nah, I need my bread. Just, yes, and it is BS. It's completely BS. Um I, th- I think it defeats the purpose of giving players money when you're going to take 75% of it back. What is the purpose of paying them? What is the purpose of all of this if you're still going to take money from them? You should have just keep keep it like it is. I think it's just unfair and I just think the, it just shows politics and everything is evil and it's all about controlling the narrative and it's all about controlling money power and all so it doesn't make any sense to me so that's all i have to say i think it's it's bs it's like they're like dangling something in front of them like here here you go and then go sit in the corner and i'll leave us alone type of deal and it it doesn't make no no sense whatsoever so right they they could keep it to themselves at this point And it shows you that it's BS that the fact that teams can opt out of it. Like, yeah. if it was such a good law, then why why are teams able to opt out of it? And why is it only the big name teams that can opt out of it? Why can't everybody opt out of it? No, that no, that's BS. <laughs> um, next up, we got Jake Paul taking um, Floyd Mayweather's hat. I think that was genius. I mean, it's all about selling the fight. Granted, he. 
like before this time, but he sees what the big picture is. Um, they were talking about it on one of the podcasts that I listened to. And basically, um, Jake is all about telling himself. He knows what it's like to, um, what they call it, the basically the enemy. They, most people tune in to see him get knocked out. He's and, the heel, basically. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say, the heel. Um, but yes, they, they tune in to see him get knocked out. And you can make $20 million in the process, and he ain't lost in none of the fights that people been watching. So, And from what everything I've been hearing, everybody that actually follows boxing, he actually got the heel. So, um, yeah, I think it was genius. Promote yourself, self-promotion. That's what we out here doing. Yeah. You ain't waiting on nobody. Do it yourself. So promotion. I don't need him. I do it myself. Shout out to Russ, man. All, All the Russes. <laughs> Shout out to Russ on not another sports podcast. Yes. I don't wait, 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 wait. What was that comment from? I've I've always been a fan of Russ. What are you talking? You're not talking about Westbrook Russ, right? I know. I mean, yeah, I like Russ. Boy, I like Russ. What are you talking about? That that was a fine song. Now I don't know anything else he made, but that was a fine song. <laughs> <laughs> week. But um yeah. Um I think it was genius, like Brendan said, for the reason Brendan said and that reason alone. Um I mean everybody knew it was a publicity stunt. He even got the tattoo on his leg. Like they they had to sell this fight. Um He said he was gonna do it before he did. Exactly. Like it's not it's not like and then he said he stole his fight because he still because people still he steals people's money with those boring fights. Like, come on, bro. Like, and then Mayweather had um, a podcast interview and somebody was like, "He stole your cap, no cap." Like, <laughs> come on, bro. <laughs> is this where we're at? <laughs> like, was is there really nothing else on on TV now? Like, yes. this is this is where we're at. Like, I mean. I'm not. I'm not paying for it because I don't. I'm not. I don't pay for real fights. Like so, I'll go to um, Taco. I mean, not, not Taco yeah, Max. Yeah. I'll go to Dave and Buster's and watch it again. But I'm not. I'm not paying for it. Like this is. It's just a TV show at this point, and I get what old heads are talking about when they say that it's ruining boxing because it's. It, yeah, it'll bring in some eyes, but it's not gonna bring in people that are that will fall in love with boxing. It's gonna bring in people that's just gonna watch this one fight and then be done with it. So it's not like it's bringing in new fans to the sport. Like at least with uh, Floyd and Pacquiao, that that might have got some new eyes into the sport. But this ain't doing nothing. It's really just a money grab. And I don't. I'm not really blaming anybody. I'm just. It just is what it is. It's not like I can't remember the last time in my in my lifetime that there was an actual boxing match that I actually cared to see. See, that's the problem. That's why it's not bad for boxing. Um, I boxing, mean, boxing promoters are failing to put the best fights out there now because we have boxers who are going undefeated and ducking other fighters because they're trying to protect their record. They're trying to do a lot of things to not blemish themselves boxing is losing a lot of love for that like so what logan paul and them is doing i don't think it's bad for boxing they are gaining attraction to boxing these people are putting in training times these people are registered these people are fighting in cities and states that are legal boxing cities and stuff this is not just a facade these people are putting in the work to get in the ring they're rejuvenating 
generating revenue that's more than these regular boxing matches which is why these people are trying to do these fights instead of regular fights now like i'm a boxing fan i've been wanting to see earl spencer and terrence crawford for the longest why are we not getting that that's why people not wanting to watch boxing why did we why haven't we got the deontay wilder and tyson fury trilogy right now why why haven't we got that that's why nobody want to watch boxing why is it taking so long for Anthony Anthony Joshua to fight Tyson Fury? Why Anthony Joshua haven't fought Deontay Wilder? These are questions we need to know. Why Ryan Garcia haven't fought um, Javante Davis? Like these are fights that we want to see. These are the boxing matches that we want to see. That's in this profession. I love the game. I love the game of boxing, but we're not getting these fights. We're getting these fights months, um, years after these people are past their primes, or once, or we put in a. We making them fight somebody we think they're gonna knock out and then they end up losing and then the title fight loses luster. Like that's not good for the game. We still got Manny we got Manny Pacquiao in the fight, Ryan Garcia. Why? We don't wanna see Manny Pacquiao fight this young dude right now. Like, so Logan Paul taking Floyd Head is generating revenue. Why Floyd will hop back in the ring and fight these dudes when he could fight Conor McGregor and Logan Paul, Jake Paul for 30, 100 million dollars. It don't make no sense. When you fight these other dudes in the boxing realm, and you're going to make $10 million. Boxing got to do a better job at promoting the game. And I don't see nothing wrong with this. I feel like it's funny. It's entertaining. And at the end of the day, people still get knocked out in real life in that ring. So, yeah. Before you go, um, so I will agree with you on all of that. And I do say, yes, it is a promoters fault but it's also on the fighters because I you named all those people and I don't know who any of them are other than Javante Davis and I believe that's only because of Ari if we're being completely honest <laughs> um, and Coach uh, Coach Tay I know I, he definitely works with boxers so I do know about Javante because of Coach Tay um, and uh, Deontay Wilder if I'm not mistaken, that's bruh from Tuscaloosa, right? Yeah. That's the only reason I know that. And see, that's a shame because these fighters are real good fighters. Exactly. But my point is, you have to meet the people where they are at this point. You can't just lean and depend on promoters. You have to promote yourself. Exactly. We don't have those personalities in boxing. Okay, that's... I mean, That's why you see it in UFC. I mean, do y'all know Canelo, though? Yeah. Alvarez, like, see, he... I mean, I've heard that name. That's the one... Yeah, I've heard to. I've heard the name on Undisputed. I and, think you went uh, to first take. Remember, we we used to go to Carolina House for the fights. No, <laughs> see that's the point. I, just, I think you went to. I thought you had went to one. Mm-hmm. I one I never really cared about fights like that, other than when Floyd was fighting because that's who I knew. <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. I thought you had went to that because Floyd mm-hmm. had fought Canelo that night. No, I don't. I might have watched it at Will's house. Maybe I don't know. Let's Maybe see. I mean I might have been there, but it wasn't. It wasn't. It didn't. It doesn't register for me. That's, they That's just got to do a better job. Like I guess you could say they, the personalities. We don't have no Mike Tyson's, Holyfield, it's George yeah, Foreman, Muhammad Ali's no more. We have smooth see, people who just go fight. I will agree with you on the fact that it does. It it might get like people like you that are on well are boxing fans, but they're frustrated with boxing. It'll give them something to watch. But my thing is, it's not it's not like it's bringing new people in because the people that are watching that they're not they're not thinking about the time that they put in. They're just thinking, oh, this is a YouTuber going in there to fight. Yeah. So I mean, it's not really bringing in new diehard um, 
boxing fans, it might create some buzz every now and then, but it's not gonna it's not gonna last, in my opinion, because I don't feel like like if those real boxers were fighting the big fights and we're talking the big game, then yes, I feel like it would be good for boxing. They need to take but, what Brandon said, the UFC approach. Yeah, like they need you gotta, to take that approach. You definitely UFC have, promotes its fighters. If it promotes its fighters and the fighters promote themselves. Exactly. Like if you name a good five UFC fighters, I might know a good two or three of them. Usman. Uh, yeah, I know him. That's the one that uh oh, that's, hey, that's wait wait wait. Usman the one that just uh fighted and he just fought he was on Undisputed. Yeah. I know him. <laughs> he was he was um yeah, he's like from Congo or something yeah, like that. He yeah, he was on he was on fight with the yeah, yeah, I know these guys. They, they promote themselves. Exactly. exactly. I know the um the dude Shannon Crowder, you gotta say something. He <laughs> obviously was doubting him, like, you're not taking the sport serious. And then Jake was like, nah, I'm doing X, Y, and Z because I'm taking this serious. So, I mean, any way to make money, I'm all for it. I mean, as long as you're not, he's hurting people, obviously, because it's boxing, but it's not like really hurting people or hurting yourself. I mean, you're not doing nothing wrong. There's no law that says he can't do it because he's a YouTuber. I mean, Regardless of what your background is, you you, you don't get your ass knocked out. You don't get knocked out. So <laughs> yeah. you gotta protect yourself at all times. So I just that's a great point. Shout out to I Am Athlete. That's one of the best shows on yeah, uh, YouTube right now. Yeah, wow, great dialogue. But it's the same. Like like she said, like he's a YouTuber, but it's no it's no law restricting him from doing this. Like anybody become a boss. What's the difference between? Uh, a football Kurt Warner bagging groceries, and then next thing you know, getting a tryout in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? Like you gonna say he's not no quarterback? Cause, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm sorry, what was the? He's saying he's a, he's um, using the analogy of Kurt Warner um, bagging groceries. Is that not the same thing? Yeah. So I mean, wait, because Kurt I mean, Warner used to be a bag boy before he got in the league, and it's like, but did Kurt Warner play college football? I mean. I yeah, mean, but it's like you can pick up boxing at any. You age. can pick yeah, like, That's not that's not I something mean, that you just. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying that they don't deserve to fight. All I'm saying is, from the outside looking in, people aren't going to recognize them as people who pick up the sport later in life and are really good at see, it, put in the work and all that. All they're going to see is the names on the marquee, and they know these people as. YouTubers who do dumb stuff for likes, and that's all I'm saying. I'm not. Well, that's another way for them is to come look at the fight because oh, it's a YouTuber. I mean, well, yeah, it'll bring in the eyes, but I'm saying I personally don't think that it'll be lasting eyes. Now I could be wrong. I could. It could be good. 
it could be great for the sport. It'll get it might shoot. It might get these other fighters invested and they yeah. actually gotta go fight the big fights. Cause I think so maybe that'll be the push that they need. All I'm saying is unless those fighters, the real fighters that people actually really respect, other than I I don't care one way or the other. I I'm not paying for boxing, whether you're the best fighter in the world or you're not. I don't pay for boxing. I don't care about boxing that much. I can see people on the street fighting. I don't. I don't care. He did like two weeks ago. <laughs> no cap. To me, it doesn't make that much of a difference. I, I'm just gonna. I'll go somewhere and watch it as a social event, and the fact that we're gonna talk about it. But no, to me, I'm not. It's not a pay per view type of I, thing for me. I, I don't think, care about boxing. I think he just gotta continue doing what he's doing because, like, look, like you said, and like we all know, he just now starting picking this up. So if you now, start if you just now picking something up, of course nobody people gonna look at you like bum. You and I don't know level right now to now, fight me. If he so actually, he have to knock out Nate Robinson. He have to knock out that other YouTube. He had to fight a UFC fighter and knock out Ben Askren and show these folks, bro. Like don't play with me and put these other people in front of me. I'm gonna knock them out. Now if he fights somebody real, I think that like, ha- he had to knock them out first in order for him to get somebody real. You can't just come in and just get somebody no, real. No, I'm not saying he has to beat Floyd. He has to hold his own. And then he has to actually be a real fighter. I mean, He's not going to beat Floyd. I'm not, I, I'm not, I don't care one way or the other. I Honestly, all things considered, the fact that this is a TV show, I don't even, I can't even say that y'all are saying it with. Gotcha. I honestly think that I honestly think Floyd will win, but anything who goes on TV. So I don't know. I don't know how I feel if, if Floyd go out there and get knocked out, bro. I mean it don't <laughs> even count for it don't count for his um what's the call either. I can see Floyd getting not not getting knocked out, but I can see him losing and getting a rematch and then doing it all over again. Yeah, so just for the bread. Right. So I mean again, anything goes on TV. They Man, they learned last year you can put anything on TV and it will sell because we were all waiting, which is crazy because all of the ratings went down. So, but that's not the only way people consume TV. Yeah, yeah, I know. Streaming, all that other stuff. I mean, shoot, I don't watch anything. I don't watch any basketball on cable. (laughs) None of these games. I watched the Nets and Bulls play today. They didn't come on TV. (laughs) (laughs) The Nets. The next topic in our juniors and BS segment was uh, Jimbo Fisher's um, comments <laughs> towards Nick Saban. Um, I think it's genius to get your team fired up, but it's BS because you know who Saban is, bro. He's going to do the exact same thing. Texas A&M out there talking. They out there working. They out there out working. Texas A&M doesn't have a quarterback either. So I don't want to hear it. Good. Yeah, I know Jimbo's a quarterback whisperer, but that was in the ACC, dog. This is the ACC. We'll see. They did. They had a pretty good season last year, but we'll see. And they we lost like fifty to twenty when they played Alabama. Yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> that's that's a different. Uh, that's a different ball game, bro. That, nobody seems to understand that, but we're gonna see. Lord we are gonna you. see. Lord Y'all lost. Yeah, what are you talking thank about? Thank you. Thank you. At least anyway, what? What are your thoughts ahead, on Jimbo? Um, Jimbo. <laughs> I ain't gonna get back on that. I, y'all know how, but we lost that game. Y'all ain't beat us. We did beat y'all. We lost that we game. We won. What are you talking about? All of about? that is irrelevant because y'all weren't gonna be in the championship anyway. Because y'all don't know how to not throw shoes. So give your patience. <laughs> Life of a gator, man. <laughs> Life of a gator, man. But. 
Um, I thought it was hilarious. You know, like it's genius to hype up your ten. You know, you're not supposed to go out there and be like, "Yeah, I am zero and four against this man. He has yet to lose to any of his assistant coaches ever." So um, I can't go out there and be like, "Yeah, it's gonna be a tough battle," and um, we'll see. Now you gotta go out there and be like, "Yeah, we're gonna kick his ass." You gotta get that notion because a lot of teams already pull up to um, Bear Bryant Stadium feeling defeated. Are they already, you know, see them hopping off the bus and feel defeated? I can't. I can't let you continue. You said Bear Bryant Stadium. It's Bryant Denny Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Bear Bryant? I mean, he's the, he's the coach. He's definitely the coach, and it's partly named after him. Uh, but it is named Brian. Uh, okay. <laughs> As you see, not actually Alabama. I am, you know. <laughs> okay, I, was, I just couldn't let you slide. But I gave y'all a compliment. I got you. I, I respect it. I do feel defeated as soon as they see them guys no cap. big buses of NFL athletes hopping off the bus talking about we playing a college game. Okay. No <laughs> so, like, it's good to get that momentum already in your team from the jump, but I don't think that's gonna be the case. I don't see any team this year fighting with um, Alabama besides Oklahoma and Georgia. But that I'm gonna save that for later. Uh, Penny, go ahead. What did he say specifically? Because I didn't hear it. That he said we they were. They the question was, um, do you think that you will retire? What? How do you? How will you compete with Nick Saban? And do you think that y'all will be able to start winning when he retires? And he basically said, we'll kick their ass this year. Well, he didn't say this year, but he said, we'll kick their ass now before he <laughs> retires. Okay, so and, uh, he said it was genius. He that said it was genius, but he know it was BS deep down inside. That's what it was. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I loved it. I thought it was genius. Um, our team needs all the motivation it can get where um we are a not young team but we are kind of young we didn't graduate that much talent on the defense we did lose a lot on offense but we got some guys stepping in but with those young uh guys coming playing and um dominating the way that they did it kind of would lead to some complacency so i needed any type of um ammo we can get to start uh, playing better, we can use it. And I find it funny that notice he did not say this year. He was he was smart. He was willing to leave that open so that when we uh, do beat him, he can't say, well, at least I didn't say this year. We, we still gonna beat him before he retires. And um, I do love Saban's response. When they asked him what he thought about it, he said uh, in golf. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> they definitely don't stand a chance against us in football. But I also like they're gonna need some help because they their closest game against us in these three years that he was there was 45 to 23. So that's they have yet to um, keep us from scoring 45 points in a game, and they have yet to score 30, and yet to score 30. So, <laughs> <laughs> come on, dog. What are you talking about? Like, yeah, it's it's cool to get it's cool to get your team riled up, but. Do that against Auburn. Do that against LSU or somebody. Don't don't bark up against the wrong tree. Do not walk. What JD said, don't bark up the wrong tree. That tree will fall on you. It will fall on you, my guy. Don't don't do it. Like Brendan said, y'all don't have a quarterback. Kellen Mond is gone. He is in Minnesota right now. Um, So, slow your roll, big guy. It's going to be fine. 
Friday. I can't wait to that game. That is, I might not watch any other game from start to end. I'm kind of looking for something else to do. Okay. Um, especially since Bryce is going to be starting, so it's not going to be like I have to watch. Maybe I'll watch for Jalen Milrow if he's still there. I mean, if he's still like second string, if Paul Tyson is second string, I'm not watching. But um, yeah, once once that third, I'm definitely watching that game from start to end because I know we gonna run up the score. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Their Brian uh, grandson is like fourth string. He's technically second string right now. Yeah, but I don't see him finishing second string. Mm. Well, our last um, genius of BS segment. I'm gonna talk about Mr. Tim Tebow, bro. I'm trying to like Tim Tebow. You know, I um his post playing career. That's what I'm like. Post Florida career. That's what I don't like about him. Like how he he decided he was done playing football and he gonna go play baseball. I wanted him to make make it to the major leagues, bro. It would have been great for the podcast. We got Tim Tebow play at SunTrust Park, but he wasn't good. So then now all of a sudden, how old is he? 35. 30, yeah. 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, I, I can't let you get your Florida bias in before I go. Um, <laughs> nah, this some BS. Um, despite whatever Kevin's gonna try to say, he was he was good at Florida. I'm not giving you great. He was good at Florida. He, he had a lot of talent around him. You wanna you wanna diminish my boy Tua? You wanna diminish my boy Mac? We gonna diminish Tim Tebow. He had a lot of talent around him. He had Percy Harvin. He had Aaron Hernandez. He had Dimps. He had the running backs. Let's not do that. And he had a great defense. So, no. If Tua can't be great, if Matt can't be great, then Tim Tebow can't be great either. He was a system quarterback. And once he got out of that system, he was trash. So, no. Nope. Nope. And once he got the baseball, he was trash too. Took up a whole bunch of spots that the Mets desperately needed because he played in the outfield. And they definitely can't find nobody to um, replace Yo and Cespedes. So, I mean, what are we really talking about? Um, if I'm not mistaken, Jared Kelenek plays in the outfield as well, and he was also on their farm system. So you're taking reps, not probably not reps, but you're taking offensive and defensive attention from a guy who was the top prospect in baseball who they eventually traded away for Robinson Cano, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but you're taking away... Um, quality time you could be spending on him for somebody who's not even going to make the league. He was brought in there to sell tickets. And he didn't even sell tickets in AAA. Nobody wanted to go see him after the first week. Like, he, he they um, put him on the All-Star game, but that's because five people from every roster make the All-Star team. Like, what are your real accomplishments, dude? Like, I, I, I remember watching him in spring training. Bruh fell got up and then got hit in the head with the baseball. <laughs> you do realize you can still stick your glove up and make a catch, right? Like, you don't need both of your hands to, to get up. You can you can just look up and catch the ball. Or just not fall. Like, those are options. But, nah, this BS. Um, moving most importantly to this team, one, 
He's not a tight end. We saw him when he played with the Jets get hit, smacked in the face with the uh, base, uh, football after he got jammed up on the line. Um, he can't block anybody. He's not going to be a mentor to Trevor Lawrence. What are you going to teach him? Nothing. He, they should have brought him in as a chaplain, bro. Like, no. All it is is basically for him to get that pension. Um, he needs three games to get go from 20000 to 45000 So, yeah, nah. Nope. This is simply a money grab, and he's going to be out the league uh, sooner or later. If he makes the roster, which I'm not 100% convinced he will, but he might. <clears throat> and it's white privilege. <laughs> uh, we're just going to take a little back, go back of the history lesson real quick to Tim Tebow's Heisman season. 3,286 pass yards, 32 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, 895 rushing yards, 23 touchdowns. Three-time Heisman, uh, two-time um, national champion, one of the best quarterbacks, one of the great best uh, football players to ever play college football. I'm going to just call it like that. Go Gators. No, he wasn't. Now, he was definitely. No, he wasn't. Anyways. He had a lot of talent around. Okay, whatever. Go. AJ was better. He was. AJ got two back to back. Tim Tebow got AJ had more talent. More talent. Yeah, Julio. Are you serious, dude? Are you serious? Anyway, let me get to Tim Tebow. Are you serious? Let me get to Tim Tebow. Let me get to Tim Tebow. What Tim Tebow did. And and then, like, I didn't even get to the numbers of how many records he was holding at the time of his departure. We weren't even a throwing team in in, uh, Florida wasn't even a throwing team like that. Are you serious? We had a Are very balanced. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm gonna hit you with the facts. Go ahead. I remember. Had a very balanced. Um, but anyway, this I, what I'm gonna say is it has nothing to do directly towards Tim Tebow because Tim Tebow haven't technically did anything wrong. He in the NFL, he when he was put in, all he did was win. It didn't look ugly. It did look ugly, but when he was in, he won. He won a playoff game against the Steelers. He, when he was in, he did not lose. But the way he was playing just didn't look right to the masses, I guess. And they pushed him out the league. It wasn't no, oh, Tim Tebow decided to stop playing football. He was winning as a quarterback in the league, won a playoff game, and people was trying to make him be something he's not. And then he tried to do that at a point in time in that list, and it didn't work out. So he went to follow his other dream, which is baseball. There's nothing wrong with following your dreams if one thing don't work out. He got that opportunity and didn't last. This opportunity, he wanted to play football again. You can't not get mad at an individual for wanting to play football and still feel like he has something left. And they gave him that opportunity and he took it. So everybody getting mad at Tim Tebow, that's unfair to him because it should this should this applies to anybody, not just Tim Tebow. If you want to do something, you feel you can do it and you get opportunities, chase it, follow your dreams. However, but this I'm gonna go by also saying this is white privilege because it wouldn't have been it, it wouldn't work for a black dude, it wouldn't work for most people. Tim Tebow did have the connections with Urban Meyer. Tim Tebow did have the connections with Jacksonville. He's from Jacksonville, he's a hero there. Everything did open up for him and stuff like that. So it's not about Tim Tebow as a person. He's a great person, whatever. It's not about him. It's about the optics of what goes on in society and what other people aren't afforded. And that's unfair. Tim Tebow will make this team because Urban Meyer is not going to allow Tim Tebow to come on his team to get cut before the season. He will make this team. And right or wrong, he 
he's in the league. He can't be mad. There's a it's it's just how it is. It's just crazy. Colin Kaepernick still not in the league though, and we watched him a couple years ago at River at Charles Drew, and he looked like he still got some juice. So yeah. with Tim Tebow being a Jacksonville hero. Urban Meyer, it's going to gain interest for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Urban Meyer knows exactly what he's doing. He's trying to gain interest. And I believe Tintibo is an athlete. He can probably, you know, do a little bit something. I'm not saying they're saying he's going to make a big impact. But all of this acting like Tintibo is coming in to take everybody's spots anyway don't even make any sense from someone who hasn't played for eight years. I think people just in their feelings a little bit and, and crying over the white privilege. But this is America. Like, that's what happens, you know. It's many people that's getting. I don't see as many people crying about Colin Kaepernick anymore. Well, but, yeah, we've come to the realization that that's not going to happen. Yeah, we but still then, call it out. But though. then going to cry about Tim Tebow, and Tim Tebow not even coming in to be a quarterback. I can understand if he was coming in to be a quarterback. This man is brought in on a one-year deal as a tight end. It's not he wasn't brought in on a three-year deal, no guaranteed deals. Like people trip over what they want to trip about, and I think it's kind of unfair to this guy. But like, if anybody was afforded the opportunity or anybody had that option, you gonna take that option. You can't just blame this guy for taking the option that was given to him. He didn't hire Urban Meyer in Jacksonville. He he didn't have been he didn't choose to be from Jacksonville. He just happened to be there, and all the stars aligned for him, and he took an opportunity. That's it's completely unfair to be chastising Tim Tebow. That's what people lose in the message. We're not chast we're chastising Tim Tebow, and we're not talking white privilege. That's nope. the problem. I the see. thing is, we're not chastising Tim Tebow. We're chastising the Jaguars and the Mets for giving him this opportunity when one, he doesn't deserve it, and two, he's not good. If you're telling me that he deserved to be on that Mets roster in AAA, then you are sadly mistaken. He was not good. One, he hadn't played baseball in 10 years. Name anybody who hasn't played baseball in 10 years getting a, a uh, tryout, whether they're white or black. So no, I, even even white privilege aside, no, he didn't deserve that job. Like he was not good. That was a publicity stunt. So no, I'm not I'm not blaming Tim Tebow. If I had the opportunity right now, if my uncle was still in the league, um, uh, as the hitting coach for the Mets, and I had that connection, you damn right I would be at Mets practice. But no, I don't. One, I I don't even feel like I deserve that opportunity because I don't feel like I was do well enough in that job and I don't want to put somebody else's name on the line when I feel like I don't deserve it. So That's the Karen, way I am. You're a caring dude. Some other people... I mean, I get that. I understand that. that. I get that. But my point is, I think about others. Nothing and I, wrong with both. No, I get it. I understand. I'm not blaming Tim Tebow for taking the opportunity because, like I just said, yes, I would be there. I, I would give it a shot and if I feel like I deserve to be there, yeah, I would stay there. If I feel like, no, I don't deserve to be there, nah, I thank you for the opportunity, but I'm gone. So Michael Jordan, what he did. Yes, basically. Yeah. I mean, but in all honesty, Michael Jordan was getting better at the end of the, uh, once he finally got back into the flow of the game, he was getting better. Tim Tebow never got better. That's my point. But, I mean, I, yes, I'm not blaming Tim Tebow for taking this opportunity with the Jags. I'm blaming Urban Meyer for running it like a mom-and-pop college operation. One with the uh, strength and conditioning Chris Doyle do that he hired, and then he got pushback on that. I'm telling you right now, I agree with you what you said. Tim, I mean, he didn't bring him in there for no reason. He's not going to cut him. 
But if he goes out there and looks like mid in the preseason and they still keep him on the team, I promise you that that will be a problem. And it won't be just from black people saying it. It will be a lot of people saying, all right, this is ridiculous. Urban Meyer doesn't know what he's doing and he's about to run this team in the ground. And I promise you that that drumbeat will get louder and louder when they start losing a couple of games. Yeah. I mean, I I agree. But I, I definitely feel like Urban Meyer knows what he's doing. I don't know. That'll be, that's, That'll be seen. I one thing he was it's one, about one it's a different at every spot. Every that's season. cool. And all of those spots were in college. This is a completely different uh, level. And he's right now he's not showing that he knows that there's a difference. Kitty? I'm 50-50 on this. Um, I think he's genius. I mean, because I mean, you never know what he was doing. Before now and then oh he could have trained and got better we'll see what happens on the field and then I think it's BS because well he has that relationship with Urban Meyer so it's like okay put that aside do you really think he's good enough to be on the team if you put your relationship on the side because he is taking a spot from someone that really could do more have more impact than him on the team so that's what I feel about the situation. Yeah. My only thing is, if he was so good, why did you wait till now to change positions? Like, mm-hmm. I get it. You feel like you were deserving, but, like, you do realize, I mean, if I feel like somebody, I think they said that uh, Sean Payton wanted him in basically the Taysom Hill role. Taysom Hill throws the ball enough. Like, excuse me. If, if you were so... Um, if you were so upset with how they treated you, there are people like you could have fit that package, shown that you can still throw the ball and parlayed it into another job. But no, you, I, me personally, I knew he didn't have confidence in his skills, so he wasn't willing to do that and get run out of the league until somebody who he knew would, wouldn't cut him would come in and save him, basically. That's what I feel like happened. Mm. Well, that wraps up our genius and BS segment. Boom. Oh, we're gonna, um, we're gonna move right on to goldfish memory. Um, first, uh, first, um, goldfish memory topic. We're gonna talk about DK Metcalf. Shout out to him. As a guy who ran track, I know that um, track speed and football speed is two different things. I mean, like they were saying on the, um, like the announcers were saying. Well, first of all, he ran a ten three seven in the hundred meter dash, which is great. Um. But like the announcement was saying, he got out great. He was he was with him um, throughout his drive phase. It was just he so um, he got so much muscle. Everybody else was um, <laughs> cruising away at the end, and he really couldn't catch up. I mean, barely. Right, barely. Like, if he was to tone, like if he was to tone down, if he was to get a runner's body, he would be fine. Because it's really like he was. He's really top heavy. He was so. running with grown men. And right. He looked like he was running with little boys. Right. <laughs> yeah. But how y'all feel about DK Metcalf? All right. Before I start, I'm not. I don't. I don't watch track, dude. So don't don't get defensive. I know you love track, but I don't. Is is ten three seven great or good? I mean, the fastest time was like ten oh something. So. It was nothing lower than nine. It's just point three lower than the fastest. Put it like that. Mm, okay. But, and they were running but into my, a win. But my thing is, they were like, 
he wasn't he like 15th or 17th or something like that so he was I, nine. I can't say well yeah that was in his heat but I I don't know I can't say it was great I think it was good I, I think it was great given the conditions right but I can't say it was a great time um but yeah I I do like seeing what happened um it gets the track out there um it might get some new eyeballs out there um I watched it yeah <laughs> to me it felt like the people that like track would watch it and the people that don't really care about it they'll watch it on um social media so it'll be it still gets people talking about it but it, I, I don't feel like it would get the casual person in there it will get the track people in there but i like what it did because if you are a track person you might find out about other people and want to keep up with those people so yeah i mean it's all good really i like the fact that he recognized that track speed and football speed are different um and he said he gotta go start catching passes i definitely like brendan said he would probably have to tone down and that might hurt him for football so yeah just go ahead and stick to your day job with um with football and if you want to go do it in the off season or something just to stay in shape or something like that then that's cool but don't focus on it um i do feel like if he did tone down and did the necessary steps yeah maybe he could do it because a lot of people that actually watch track talk about track like yes he was doing very well in the first 60 then that last 60 he didn't know how to decelerate or whatever they were saying i don't, I don't know <laughs> i don't mean like i listen but once they start track talking about track i kind of zone out i don't i don't like running like i ran track in seventh grade i quit after like two weeks i ran it again in eighth grade and then i quit after the first day i'm like bro i'm not doing it bro. i don't like running like you gotta do it to stay in shape nah bro i'm good like I, i'm cool <laughs> um but yeah i like it i like what he did um, it does get the new names out there and all that. But yeah, I would rather him stick to football over uh, track. But if he wants to do it, then do it. It don't don't have to do it. If that's what you really want to do, then go all in. Because there is the lane for him. No pun intended. I don't I don't think he was trying to do it to become a track star or not like that. I think he just wanted to experience something different, challenge yeah, I himself. Mean, yeah, I get that. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm saying that's what I was saying. Like, I'm not saying that that's what he wants to do. All I'm saying is, if that is what he wants to yeah. do, then go all in. I just feel like in reality, it's gonna make him better as a football player. It's only gonna make him faster. You know what I'm saying? Because tracks, like we said, like I said, track speed is different from football speed. Now, if you <clears throat> in that field, you working on football, and then you on the track and you running. It's just making you a better a better athlete. And he's already a freak of nature on the football field. And for him to be 240 pounds keeping up, that was that was great. Cause if you watch the uh, race, he was he actually was leading from the, the jump. Like he had the like the best acceleration in all of them. And he just kind of like tailed off towards the end. That's due to him not being used to running that, not being, you know, a pro at that, you know. But I'm pretty sure you give him six months, he probably could win. I'm being the top three, just off of that. And he joined this race with two weeks' notice. Yeah. So it's like, yikes! For you to join that late, and you come out like that, 
with all that muscle mass, all that weight on you, that is extremely impressive. So I got to sit my cap box on. I'm excited to see him on the football field this season with another year with Russ. And they still got Tyler Lockett, so. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think all of that you said is true. But if I'm the Seahawks, I would rather him focus on football because, like, like Brendan said, he'll probably have to slim down, change his body type, become more of a runner's body, and I wouldn't want that. Do you? I don't think he. You think he's trying to do that though? Like, no, I, I I've said multiple times I don't think that he's trying to do that. I've, but I'm saying if he wanted to do it, then he would have to go all in, and I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want him to go all in on track. I would want him going all in on football. They're going to put that um, stipulation in his contract like they put in Patrick Mahomes. You can't play basketball and stuff like that. I don't like those type of things in contracts, though, when you tell nah, athletes they can't play know. another sport. Nobody. That's an investment, the guy. I mean, that's <laughs> like, like, what if you can't go outside and, and hoop nope. with your son in the backyard? Hell no, no. <laughs> nope. Nah, if you, what if you out there hooping and you tear your ACL? Then what? What if you walking down his stairs and he tears his ACL? Then he doesn't get his money. Walking down his stairs? Nope. At, well, it's different in basketball, but I was about to say, ask John Wong. He doesn't get those game checks. Well, I don't know, because it's different in basketball. <laughs> I don't now, know in how basketball, basketball you get paid. Yeah, in basketball, they you take get, out an insurance policy. Yeah, you get your money in basketball. Why do you think they don't be in a rush to come back? You're not wrong. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I don't know how. But yeah, uh, ask, ask Bruh, who's... Um, plays for Denver who just tore his ACL working out in the offseason. They just, they cut him yesterday too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I'm oh. trying to tell you, you better stay in the house. Don't play no basketball. <laughs> you better get a pop a shot. Something. Cold, cold world. It is a cold, cold world, but that's a <laughs> lot of cold, cold dead presidents on those checks. Yeah. That's why you love, gotta be to all the kids out there, forget football. Become a hooper or a baseball player or a soccer player. Forget that. They're going to take care of you, for real. Okay. <laughs> Football do not love as you. As soon as you touch that MLB field, you get lifetime uh, health insurance. Right. That's crazy. That being said, next topic we're going to talk about LaMelo, um, LaMelo Ball versus Anthony Edwards. Uh, I think it was a good game the other night. But. I think it's good for the league, the two of the two um, young stars, I guess you would call it. Um, but yeah, I, I think um, right now Anthony Edwards having a little bit better season. But nah, stat wise, he is. That's because Lamelo got hurt. Remember, right? I'm not agreeing, but the, but the stats are showing he having a better season. What am I supposed to say? <laughs> but, I guess. Yeah. Well, uh, I skip. Um, how y'all feel about Lamelo and Anthony Edwards? Yeah, this was I put this on there basically to see who y'all would vote for as rookie of the year. I guess we got Kevin's answer. I would go with Lamelo because of what Kevin said, I test and the fact that he was hurt all those games. And he basically like when he got hurt, they were in like the fourth seed. So um let's not forget that. <clears throat> um and he's been playing really, really well. Like I said, from the beginning of the season, I would have taken him number one. I feel like, as especially, it's, it's funny because they didn't take him because they had D'Angelo Russell, but now they're going to, they benched D'Angelo Russell, and they're more than likely going to take a point guard next year if they get 
if they don't get um, a top four pick, which means they're not going to get a top tier uh, point guard anyway, because if they do get a top four pick, it's going to the Warriors. So, I mean, yes, Anthony Edwards is a good player in that system, but it's all about the, well, I won't say it's all about the point guard, but it's, it's a point guard heavy lead and he does play defense. So he can guard the better point guards in the Western conference. So yeah, if I was him, I definitely would have um, him over Anthony Edwards. Now I'm not saying Anthony Edwards isn't good, but I feel like he would have fit with Cat um, a little bit better. Um, I like both of them actually. They're both entertaining, um, completely different, but both entertaining and fun to watch. Anthony Edwards' game is electric. He's gonna dunk on you. He's gonna give you pizzazz. While the mellow ball game is more finesse, he's gonna get you with the passing and the nice step backs and putbacks. Um, I gotta say, Lamelo rookie of the year because he put in more work in the amount of time than um, Anthony Edwards. I feel like from the jump, Lamelo came out hot, ready for the NBA and with a playoff mindset with a team that was at the bottom of the contention. Meanwhile, Anthony Edwards came in. And was very like slow like it took him a minute to catch his foot in and lead and he really took off when he got that dunk over old boy in toronto and Lamelo got hurt so he got more games to show a little bit but i think Lamelo's the rookie of the year his team in better position and he's a big part of that like that team is really good but he's a big part of where they was at and he had him in the fourth seed like jordan said when they when he went down mikhail bridges Devontae graham terry rozier just kept it good enough to keep them in playoff contention and LaMelo came in and clinched it up for them. So, uh, Anthony Edwards, I would have to say he's going to be a good player in the league, but I think LaMelo's going to be that special player. I say it's going to go to Melo because don't forget, he did play overseas, so he has that thing, I don't know what to call it, but he has it in him. So he has, he's been in the, in the, the basketball team longer, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, he has big game um, pro experience. Yeah, pro there experience. you go. Yeah, so I think it's gonna go to him. Yeah. Hmm. That being said, back to that uh, triple double talk that we had earlier. Luca did also play overseas in the pro, so he also has that pro experience. Kristaps mm-hmm. did did too. Hey man, if Kristaps can stay healthy, I can see them upsetting the Clippers first round. But that's neither here nor there. That man got noodle body. He do have a noodle body. I do. That that's probably gonna be just like last year. That was probably the only first round uh, playoff series I watched. That's probably gonna be the only playoff series I watch in the first round out the West. I'm gonna watch. No, I watch the Nets and the Heat just because I watched them. But other than that, that's, right. that's probably those three. You're right, though. If Porzingis is healthy. I, I would say the Clippers will lose. They don't have no answer for him. Mm. It depends on if Serge comes back healthy enough. They got Zubac. Um, when Zubac was in the game, he was holding his own against uh, what's it called? That's partially the reason why Doc Rivers is not there because he refused to put Zubac in over Trey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and our um our last topic for a goldfish memory. Pablo Sandoval has four pinch hit home runs at this point in the season. 
Hey man, clutch gene is clutch gene. Shout out to the panda. You're not here doing this thing because we live and die by the home run ball. I'm not getting into that today, man. I'm not. I've been talking about that all week. I'm tired. I'm tired. Well, you just need the manufacturer running. But shout out to Pablo. Pablo. Yeah, that's that's probably. It's not Roy, even though he's hurt now. He's not playing tonight against the Brewers, but. Um, Hopefully we'll get him back either tomorrow, which by the time y'all are listening to it, it'll probably be today. Um, but that Sunday game or that uh, Monday, when once we get back home and play the Mets, gotta have him back soon, um, sooner rather than later. Our offense did well against Milwaukee without him, but it is Milwaukee. So, like I was telling Brendan yesterday, we there's big peaks in big valleys in baseball. You get really, really, really good teams like the Toronto Blue Jays, and then you get really, really trash teams that are layups like the Brewers. Mm. Um, just Cubs. the way baseball that is. Yeah. Not a layup. They're, they're, they're not a layup. They'll be next year, though, once they get rid of everybody because they can't pay anybody. Because, like baseball, you got to go all in for that one ring and then break it up like the Marlins. Um, but um, all of that being said, what were we talking about? Pablo. Pablo. Yes, that was probably one of the best regular season games I've seen in a long time. We were down to our last strike, down three to one. Pablo hit his fourth uh, home run. All of them, I believe, have given us the lead or tied the game, if I heard that correctly. Um, and it's tied Camargo with the most in a season and we're only through 162 I mean we're only through the first month and a half so um, that's impressive um, yeah I I love it hopefully we can keep that going maybe we don't need the late game heroics maybe you just come off the bench to help us secure the lead but hopefully we stop putting you in when it's 3-2 to two and we just put the batter in and he struck out the side and give it to Mentor and then get a game away. Like, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, kudos to y'all, Braves fans. Um, I'm not going to talk about the Braves for my last part. I'm going to just talk about how <clears throat> there was once upon a time, maybe about a month ago, um, Stanton of the New York Yankees was on a tear. He was doing really well. And um, Jordan wanted to make it known to me that Stanton was doing really well and that he was holding the, the Yankees up float at he that was. point. And I was like, you know, um, kudos to him actually doing something he was supposed to do for the first time. You never years. said that. I did say, no, what, he's doing something. To, you just said. I didn't say that. I you mean, said that's what he's supposed to do. And the first, first time he's doing that in the, what, three years he's been there? He's supposed to have been doing this. But I was like, I'm not going to get excited because he's going to find his way on the IR again. And little behold, Jordan sent me a, a ESPN update saying Stan is on the IR again. And I'm like, mm, here we go. Trade him. Stan judge for Mike Trout. And we taking the, um, the Asian guy too. Bruh. Go ahead and get the time machine out, bro. Go get Babe Ruth. Go get everybody. <laughs> Who do y'all want? 
You might as well get what's his name? Uh, uh, a tiny, a tiny. Bro, y'all not getting him. Y'all not staying and judge from Mike Trout. That was tiny. Well, I'm not gonna say that the Angels wouldn't do that because the Angels are terribly ranked. So there's that. But that would be the worst trade in probably that I can think of in Angels history, but not for the Yankees. I mean, well, yeah, that would be a great trade for y'all, but that that just doesn't make sense and for then, them. Ooh, as in with Garrett Especially Cole. with both of them. Well, Garrett Cole sticking it up lately. Yeah, I don't lately, know but, I mean, yeah, <laughs> lately, but I mean, he's actually the most consistent out of anybody on mm-hmm. the team. No, Stanton was the most consistent on the for team. For that little one month, but I'm not giving him no okay, credit. Okay, uh, let's, be, let's be crystal <laughs> clear. What, no credit, what, after, um, what was that, in June, July last year, when the Yankees came up here last year after we smacked him up. He definitely went on the skid again, too. So let's not act like... And in the playoffs, he was getting smacked around. So let's... I don't want to hear I said any trade. consistent... I said trade. No, I'm talking about uh, Garrett Cole. He was getting smacked around in the playoffs. He did get smacked around. And he was definitely struggling at the end of the season. So I don't want to hear any consistency. He I had did. a hot start at the beginning of the season. The same thing Stanton did. So, no. <laughs> I would say Stanton was the most consistent. I look at that stuff for different reasons. I think Gary Cole, I mean, you can you never want to put this out there and never want to call a player out on they, how hard they play. But when you go out there, you know you the man that you out there performing at a high level and your team is not performing to the best of their abilities, that has an effect. See, the thing that makes me upset is we beat, we just got swept by the, the Blue Jays, but then they went out and beat the they got beat by the Phillies five to one, and the Phillies aren't good because we swept them. <laughs> like, see, that's this baseball guy. This is the most up and down sport you're gonna ever get find yourself in. Yeah, yeah. but what we yeah, at right we, now? Two and a half back of the uh, Mets and Phillies, but what we at right now? Y'all are in, y'all won last night. Y'all beat the Orioles, so y'all are two back of Boston. So yeah, what a and just look how things change. Boston was atrocious. They weren't, but shoot. Ain't that something? If we would have walked in and said that San Francisco has the best record in baseball, nobody would have even believed us. It's a it's an even year, ain't it? No, I thought the same. But do you want to say the first thing I thought too? I was like, it must be an even year, but not it's an year. Do you want to say anything about Boston being in first right now, Penny? Um. They, well, they lost three straight, which is odd. But they playing right now. I think they're they up won, three they, straight. They, they back on the, the winning streak. They got two in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before that, they lost three straight. And I was like, yeah. rude anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but now, yeah, I think they're doing really well. They had a lot. They they lost um, their outfield. gone. There's no no Mookie, no JBJ, no Benintendi. It's okay. But we got in Kike and Verdugo, I think that's his name. And then JD's back there too. But we still got Bogart, so that's a plus. And then really doing good. I think coaching does matter. So good for Cora for coming back. If you would have told me 40 games, almost 40 games in the season, that Boston would be number one and Toronto would be number three in the division. Yeah, I would have never. Nah, I would have never guessed that. But I could have expected us being number two. I wouldn't have guessed that we would be third and that the Phillies would be second. I definitely had the Phillies in fourth. Um, as long I as you stuck, I'm good. Anything that makes my heart well. <laughs> yeah. 
we're gonna see excuse me we're gonna see how long the Mets hold on to this one because they haven't played nearly as many games as anybody else in the division I don't know how that happened. they had two straight wing delays Right. Yeah. And the Phillies, we own them, so I think we know. They suck. They be cheating, bro. Okay. I hate other them, bro. Other than that BS call that they had at the plate, that's really their only big win against us. They suck. <laughs> yeah, and the Nationals, I don't know what's going on with them. They also suck. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with them. Like, I'll be watching these teams. They suck. That's what it is. Yeah, I don't I don't watch anything other than the Braves. I'm being completely honest with you. I watch the the Angels every now and then because I'm emotionally invested in them. But they, they I have suck to too. watch the Braves. <laughs> I have to watch the Braves. I'm a Yankees fan. But now um I have also adapted the St. Louis Cardinals. It's that division sucks. It's yeah. gonna it's gonna be Yeah, you got you kinda got married into that. So. <laughs> Man, I understand that. But I mean, <laughs> other than the, other than Arenado, what is there to watch on the uh, Cardinals? People I kind of, I, I still have my Yadier Molina baseball. I would say shout out to St. Louis, though, because y'all fans are lit. Y'all got some great fans. You went That's, to the game? No, I, I just went over there. Like, I ain't getting tickets. I ain't no game as planned. I just went down there. I told so, you. <laughs> I mean, all I'm saying is St. Louis, y'all got some real fans. Y'all got St. Louis get everywhere, and it's hard, pretty hard. And the stadium fight too. Yeah. Got I can't wait. I can't wait till um this the world is open, 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 so I can um get back on my. I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> it's because they're from Chicago. I said I'm a Yankees fan to them folks, and they was like, "Who? I thought you was about to say you a Cubs fan." Like, Ugh. yeah, but yeah, no. Nah. I I can't. The world is like real deal open, so I can get back on this uh, ballpark tour that I've been planning. Um, I definitely was gonna hit the East Coast last year. I had all of the stadiums, I had it all mapped out and everything. Um, but yeah, I didn't have San St. Louis on there yet, but I definitely gotta check that out. Man, beautiful city, unexpected. But before we do in this segment, we're going to throw in the extra one. Albert Pujols got signed by the Dodgers. That's that's something. Um, I don't see it making a difference. At all. Maybe really make in sense. a playoff series, maybe. I'm when say in the playoffs when you just need him to go hit. Yeah, maybe. He, he might be a decent um, pinch hitter, but let's not forget he was hitting 192. Sure. So, <laughs> um, he, he didn't get cut for no reason. I'm not saying that he can't do any, anything anymore, but I've, I've watched a lot of Angels games over these last three years. Um, he's kind of the reason why they're not as good. It's not the sole reason, because obviously you can't... In baseball, you need a team. But with that contract, you have to perform. Like You're limiting what people you can bring in. So in the next two to three years, I could expect the Yankees to be better. But I don't know though, because they did give, they basically did the same thing by signing Rendon to a long contract for a lot of money, um, and he's been hurt a lot. So, uh, yeah. Hey, what's going on? Can't get enough of Not Another Sports Podcast? Well, you can follow us on social media at Not Another Sports Podcast on Instagram and Facebook, and N underscore A underscore S underscore Podcast on Twitter. 
and keep up with everything Not Another Sports Podcast. We appreciate y'all's support, and y'all make sure y'all subscribe. And back to the show. Before we get out of here, we always got to, you know, pick the ending. And this week's topic is, is the NBA or NFL title harder to win? I would say um, NBA because the injury bug bites a lot harder than it does in the NFL. I mean, you have a 53-man roster in the NFL. I mean, in the NBA, you got, what, at most 15? So that's why I would say the NBA title because injuries come back to bite uh, more. They're more significant than um, than in the NFL because you can change up your whole game plan. And if you're a throwing team, I mean, if you're a running team, running back get hurt, throw the ball. But yeah, how y'all feel about this topic? Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, this came from Kendrick Perkins. You know, he's a very polarizing individual. Gives us a lot to talk about. Um, may not all be great, you know. May not all agree with it. That's cool. That's the thing about sports. You can talk about stuff and not always agree. But I'm not going to agree with the NFL. I think that I definitely don't agree that it, the injury bug hits harder in the NBA. I feel like it definitely hits harder in the NFL, especially with the one-game series. Um, <clears throat> like, everybody was saying going into last year, if you would have told anybody – well, not us, but if you would have told a lot of people um, that uh, Patrick Mahomes would have had the most, would have had the uh, run in the playoffs and had all his weapons, not his offensive line, if you would have just said he has all his weapons in the um, Super Bowl, they would have said, oh, we, they got it. They're going to go back to back. But no, they didn't have all of the pieces that they needed because they didn't have an offensive line, which is arguably the most important thing um, other than the quarterback. Because if you can't protect the quarterback, you're really not going to do well and you're not going to have a good running game to support the passing game. So to me, it doesn't matter what type of receivers you have, what type of running backs. The offensive line is the second most important position on the field. Um, well, not on the field, on offense. Um, but yeah, I feel like injuries hit harder, and the fact that they're one-game series, it's harder to determine who is the best team. Because yes, you can say that the Patriots won the Super Bowl handedly, but in a seven-game series with all of their pieces there, do you think that they will still win? Because they did also. Uh, put up 200 yards in the first half on well 200 yards in a quarter on um, against the Bucks, the same Bucks team. So I mean, yeah, I agree that the Bucks were better, but I don't know if we would know that if they played in a four game series. Um, so yeah, I feel like it's definitely harder to win. Like even with the Patriots, they were all year. They went 18 and 0, and then they got to the um, Super Bowl and lost. But if those Patriots play those same um, Giants teams six more times, I think that the Patriots will probably come out ahead. So, to me, it's a little bit harder to win in the NFL than in the NBA. Um, I think 
it's difficult to win in both, obviously, but I would definitely say it's kind of harder to win in the NFL because of the one game format and the risk of injuries and the risk of um, so many different things in the NFL. Like that's unexpected in basketball. If you got a superstar and another all-star, um, that usually it was enough to get the job done. Now the league got a lot more competitive. Um, but nine times out of 10, the higher seed is going to win the series unless like the better team got a lower seed because they was hurt or something like that, like the Lakers. Like, it's those situations. But nine, nine, nine times out of 10, you know who's going to win in the NBA. And the finals is the only can't predict because it can go either way. In the NFL, you can start the season off looking at the papers and saying Seattle Seahawks and the Kansas City Super Bowl because they have all of these pieces. And then they get to the Super Bowl and you have Buffalo and Green Bay and something like that. Like completely far-fetched. Teams start off 9-0 and then lose the rest of their games. It's so hard to win in the NFL. So I, that one game format, I definitely have to say that. I'm going to go with the NFL is harder because, well, for one, well, before it was 16, I was 17 games. So you don't have a, you don't have a lot of margin of error to lose too many games. So you lose four games, you already out the playoffs. So that's hard in itself. And then also the one and done, like you got one chance to get to, to the next round and any given Sunday, you just don't have it. And then you're already out. So I think that's why it's harder in the end of the Yeah, those are valid points. I didn't consider the fact that half of the NBA makes the playoffs, mm-hmm. especially now. But it's the, the same thing. It's the same thing for the NFL. Well, I don't know percentage-wise. What is it? Eight out of thirty. Thirty. The thirty-two. Eight out of thirty-two. Wait, 10 now because there's two more spots. Seven, six, okay, 14 out of 32 versus 16 out of 30. It's the same thing. Well, according to you, the extra two teams, in well, the extra four teams in the play-in right. count as a playoff game, so that's... Yeah, man. What is that? Uh, 8, 16, 17, 18, 20 out of 32 teams. 20 out of 30 teams make the playoff in basketball. But it's the same thing. I'm over half the league in both. Yeah, but 20 out of 30 is what if that's that's 66%. It's still like 50 some percent for the NFL. So like 66% is still bigger. I mean, but all I'm saying is it, like, it, you get in a bigger that because then that, that starts the play and start is one game scenario as well. So but they, they still they, they still have it. No, 16 out of 32. That's 50. Because it's two, oh, okay. two, two leagues. Oh, okay. Wait, no, 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 no. Because it's seven teams that make the playoffs. So it's 14 out of 32. That's still a lot. I mean, you're not wrong. All I'm saying is, is the percentages of making the playoffs as a trash team are much higher in the NFL, I, I would say, in the NBA than the NFL. I would say 43.7%. 75%. I, I would say it's oh, the NFL. I will try to make a case for the NBA, but nah, it's always leaves with the NFL. It's mm. Well, that concludes another episode of your favorite podcast, not another sports podcast. Remember, I'm one of your hosts, Brandon. 
make sure you follow me on all social media at Rob Bazaar. And I'm Kevin. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Vice City Capital. Yeah, and this is Jordan. You can follow me on Twitter at this underscore guy 11 on Instagram at underscore this guy 11 follow the sports pages on Facebook and Instagram at not another sports podcast and on Instagram on Twitter at n underscore a underscore s underscore podcast big thank you to Penny yes ma'am stepping into the onto the mic thank you you're welcome um, we gonna hold you to that Boston pick because none of us other than Brandon believe it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I definitely don't believe it. Nah, I don't either. <laughs> I definitely don't. But yes, indeed, those Boston Red Sox come to Atlanta. Yeah, definitely be in the building. Gotta check them out. See what they hitting on. Apparently, they're a first place team. We gonna see what they what they got. Mm-hmm. I know the last time we got a team from that division. In down here, we got sweat. So. Uh, twice. We lost in Dunedin and um, here. Mm. We and with all of that being said, I want everybody to be out there and wash their hands. Be safe. Um, Black <laughs> Lives Matter. Go Gators. Roll Time.